so today I'm going to talk about, uh, <clears throat> and today's Palm Sunday, hopefully after this message you get an understanding of what um, the whole meaning of Palm Sunday is. It's not a religious day, even though we tie it to religion, it's really not meant to be a religious, it's a reminder of something that was accomplished and something that was happening. So um, today's message is going to be titled, The King. We're going to start in Zechariah chapter 2, and, and then we go to Zechariah chapter 9. I'm going to set this up before I start talking about um, actually the event that took place, which we use to celebrate and recount Palm Sunday. Let me know when you're there. Zechariah chapter 2, and let's go to verse 10. Okay, Zechariah chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for behold, I am coming, and I will dwell in your midst, says the Lord. Many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day. Very interesting, in that day. And they shall become my people, and I will dwell in your midst. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Now, okay, that's Zechariah chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Now, let's go to Zechariah chapter 9, and then I'll kick off from there. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation. Lowly and riding on a donkey. A colt. The foal of a donkey. So this was written. That's, that's all I'm going to read. So the prophet Zechariah. Here recorded. What he was given by the Holy Spirit. And in, ver, and in uh, chapter 2. It's talking about. Uh, talking about rejoicing. Sing for joy. Daughter of Zion. He said what? I'm coming, I will dwell in your midst, says the Lord. Now this hasn't happened yet. The prophet is prophesying about what is going to happen. Okay, Verse 11 is, is very is, is critical. Many nations shall be joined to the Lord. It says many nations. So that means it's not exclusive to the Jewish nation. It says many nations. Many nations shall be joined to the Lord. In that day. So there's a specific day. That something's going to happen that many nations will be joined to the Lord. And they shall become my people. So in that day, that specific day which the prophet is referring to, many nations shall come to the, join to the Lord. And those nations, all those people shall become the people of the Lord or the people of God. He say, and I will dwell in your midst. So the God in that day, will make a, a, give people the ability of all nations to be his people. And he will dwell in the midst of them. And you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Now in Zechariah 9, again it says, Again, rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. It's talking about rejoicing. Why? Because your king is coming. He's coming to you. And this king is just and he and has salvation. 
And this is a description how you'll know him. He'll be lowly and riding on a donkey. A colt, the foal of a donkey. The prophet, as I said, he prophesied about what is going to happen. Describing who this king is. And this is a time of rejoicing. And he gave a description how you would describe, how you would know who this king is. He'll be, he'll be riding on a colt, a foal, a, a, the colt of a donkey. Now let's go to Luke chapter 19. And this is what we celebrate. So we have Palm Sunday and this is what we're supposed to recognize for Palm Sunday. Luke chapter, chapter 19 and we're going to start at verse 28. Now this is Jesus. When he had said this, Jesus was giving a parable. So when he was finished giving that parable, when he had said this, he went on ahead going to Jerusalem. So wherever he was, now he's, he knows he has to go to Jerusalem. And it came to pass, when he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples. He's on his way to Jerusalem. And when he comes near to, to this place, near the Mount of Olives, called Bethpage and Bethany, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, where as you enter, you will find a coat tied, on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you loosing it? Thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went their way and found it just as he had said to them. And as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said to them, why are you loosing the colt? And they said, and then, and they said, the Lord has need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they threw their own clothes on the coat, and they set Jesus on him. And as he went, and as Jesus went, many spread their clothes on the road. Then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God, with a loud voice, for all the mighty works they had seen. Saying, blessed is the name, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. Saying, if you had known, even you especially in your, in this day, the things that made for your peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon when your enemies will buy, will build an embankment around you, surround you and close you in on every side and level you. And your children within you, within you to the ground, and they will not leave. They will not leave in you one stone upon another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. Right. 
Let's, I just keep your finger there. Let's go to John 12. I want to read something there and then I'm going to summarize. This is just another aspect of what I just read. John chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. Verse 12. Chapter John 12, verse 12. The next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast. When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him. So what's going on? There is a feast going on. And you had a lot of people who had gathered for this feast. So when they heard Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees, went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Now, why was this happening? Let's go back now to uh, to Luke. As I said, keep your finger there. Let me just get, let's just set the scene. So, what had happened with Jesus just before this happened? He had raised Lazarus from the dead, and you know there are many other miracles that Jesus was doing. So, Jesus became very famous. He had problems with the religious people because they didn't like what was going on. There was this new doctrine claiming to be the son of God. They didn't like that. They had issues with him. And then it was difficult for them to really attack him because the people were after Jesus. Many people believe he was who who he was. They believed it. And all the miracles that he was doing, at this time there was a certain feast going on. And you had a multitude of people were gathered. And they heard, you know, word word travels fast, that Jesus was coming. So you have two scenarios here. When they talk about the feast that was going on, they heard Jesus was coming. And in Luke chapter 19, it gives you a precursor to when the people found out that Jesus was coming. Now what is incredible about this? Jesus was telling the disciples, what to do. He said, I have to go to Jerusalem. I'm on my, I have to go to Jerusalem, but I need you all to go in this, this place, town, which is opposite. As you enter, you'll find a coat. Loose it. And if the owners ask you, why you loosen it, just say the Lord has need of it. What is amazing is that everything that's unfolded, Jesus already knew how it's going to unfold. He already knew. He already knew from from there to when he enters Jerusalem to his impending death and resurrection. He already knew that. So what was interesting about this is also to recognize it says here when they brought him to Jesus who? The cult. That's verse um, 35. They threw their own clothes on the colt and they set Jesus on him. I'm wondering, do they really understand what's going on, the disciples? He told them, go get the colt. They brought the colt to him. He didn't tell them why. He just, all they knew is that they're going to Jerusalem. That's all they know. So there's, obviously, if he's going to Jerusalem, he wants to ride this colt. So they put their clothes on, on the colt and they help Jesus get on the colt. 
And as they were coming towards Jerusalem, first they have to pass by the Mount of Olives. So as they were coming to Jerusalem, many spread their clothes on the road. So that those from Luke, where we're reading, when they at the feast heard he was coming, they came out to meet him. So they started throwing their clothes. Why? Because they are rejoicing because of what he has done. They have seen him raise Lazarus from the dead. They've seen him raise other people from the dead. They've seen him heal people. They've seen him cast out demons. There are a lot of things they have seen him done, seen him do. So they are just celebrating this man, not really understanding what they are doing. <clears throat> All right. So they're celebrating him. Who is celebrating? As you read, it says here in verse 37, Then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples and the people began rejoicing and praising God. So now, Jesus is on the donkey. People have their palm trees, throwing their clothes in the way, and they are celebrating. They're saying what? Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. They're celebrating. Celebrating. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Glorifying God. Glorifying God. The Pharisees heard this. And they said to Jesus, Teacher, tell your disciples to shut up. Because they're the ones leading the, the praise. They're the one leaving the chant. And then people are right there following. And they're waving their palms. Throwing their clothes. Glorifying God. Acknowledging the king. Pharisee heard, Pharisees heard this. Tell your disciples to shut up. Jesus said. And I'm going to tell you why he said this. He, said, he answered and said to them. I tell you that if these should keep silent. The stones would immediately cry out. The stones will immediately cry out. Alright, let me just tell you. <clears throat> Remember what we read in Zechariah? Oh my God. Remember what we read in Zechariah. Chapter, Zechariah chapter 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. This has to, this is the way the king is going to be introduced. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout. So what are they saying? Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Right? And they're saying that and they, they're just rejoicing. If Jesus told the disciples to shut up, the rocks, something had to worship him to fulfill this, this, this prophecy. If it is, so he said, he could have easily said, the donkey will worship me. But he said, the rocks will cry out. That's why he said it. Because this prophecy has to be fulfilled exactly as it's written. Oh my God, glory to God. The rocks will cry out. So when I, when I read stuff like that, you know, sometimes we have to be careful of what we say because we like to just repeat stuff. But everything Jesus said is there's a purpose to it. You understand? There's a purpose. It's fulfilling something. And this was something that was prophesied. It was recorded in the messages I read before. It was recorded. So what was recorded was made known. Let me don't get ahead of myself. 
what was happening in time and space in that day, in that moment, was already recorded. You got that? I know you all got that. Alright, so, he said the rocks will cry out. Let's go back to Luke. Verse 41. Now, as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. Why did he weep over it? They are rejoicing. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Pray peace in heaven. Glory in the highest. But he's, he's looking at Jerusalem as he's approaching it and he started crying. Why? Because they do not understand what they are doing. They are looking for an earthly king. Rejoicing based on their flesh and their earthly desires. But that is not, not what is happening in that moment. He said, he wept. He said, if you had known, even you, especially in this, your day, there's a specific, in this, your day. Remember we read in Zechariah, talk about that day. In this, your day. There's a specific something that's happening right now. Right now. There's something specific going on. If you had known what's going on right now. The things that make for your peace. Not my peace, your peace. What's happening right now. If you understood it. It has the effect to change and change your life. And bring a peace that you never understood. A peace that was promised from, the, from before. But you can't experience the peace because you don't understand what's happening. But now they are hidden from your eyes. So they have eyes to see, but they can't really see what's going on. Ears to hear, but they don't understand what's going on. They're not hearing what's going on. They don't get it. They're blind. Okay. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you. He is telling them what is going to happen to the city. And surround you close and close you on every side. And level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave you, not leave in you one stone upon another. Because you did not know the time of your visitation. Because you do not understand what's happening right now. This city is going to be leveled. The temple, all these buildings are going to be destroyed. And there's going to be loss of life. Because you did not understand the time of your visitation. You didn't understand the season. You didn't understand this specific day. What's going on right now. Okay, so. Jesus. He wept as he approached the city. He knew something. That they didn't know. They are the, and I'm sure people see him crying. and wondering what's going on. But they don't understand what's going on. But they're rejoicing. Hosanna, the people. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They're praising and he's entering Jerusalem now. Alright? So now Jesus, he's done weeping and he's making a triumphant entry now into the city. The one thing, and let me just tell you something real quick. He said, let me go back to, to something I left out here. He said, if you had known this is your day which was prophesied and you don't recognize it. This was your opportunity for salvation. It was promised to you, but you did not know the time of your, sal your visitation. This is a missed opportunity. Okay? 
the one they have been waiting on, prophesied in Zechariah and in other places in the Bible, in the word before, prophesied, recorded. This was that and they didn't recognize what was happening. This event is what they have been waiting on. And they did not receive him because they were spiritually blind and could not recognize him. So a missed opportunity will be followed, as I said, by the destruction of the city. Because they did not know the time or season that was upon them. Now let's, let's go back to John 12 and let's go to verse 16. I want to show you something. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, so we established that, sat on it as it is written. It was written in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. So the king is coming. The king is making an entrance. Okay? Verse 16. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Okay, now look up here. While the disciples were leading the praise, while they were entering Jerusalem, they did not understand the impact of what they were doing. They were just following, doing what Jesus told them to do. We're going, he's going to Jerusalem. They did not understand. They were just, okay, they were just happy to celebrate their teacher and the one appointed as king. But what they were celebrating is not what was really going to happen. Okay, let me show, show you something. In, I'm go, you know what? Let's go to Isaiah. You know, I'll read it. You don't have to turn it. I'm just going to read it. It's easier that way. I'm going to read something to you. And this is a scripture we use around Christmas time too. Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David over and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that Time forward even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. We use the scripture to relate to Jesus' birth. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Yes, that is true. And it's saying what is going to happen. When Jesus was born, there was no public display of who he was. Remember he was in a manger outside? He was in a manger outside. The only people who knew... When the angels went and spoke to the shepherds and they had the, the, the star, it wasn't a big fanfare. The angels were out there rejoicing. Hey, go see this miracle. The promise, go see it. What's different about then and now? This baby is no longer a baby. He's grown up. He's an heir. He's getting ready to take over the reins. He's getting ready to take over the reins. Now, watch this. When he was born, he, as I said, he was not on a public display. What's happening now? He is being publicly displayed. 
the father is allowing him to be publicly displayed. This is, now, this is the king, the promise. This is my son. This is the lamb. Because right after that, less than a week later, he was crucified. Mm -hmm. And they all abandoned him. Hosanna! Blessed is he who is coming in the name of the Lord. Glory to God in the highest. Less than a week later, they crucified him. Everybody scattered and abandoned him. The father was putting the son on display. Publicly. This is he. As prophesied by the prophet Zechariah. So the father was displaying him openly. So that when they saw what's going on, they could recognize what was spoken about him. Do you all understand what I'm saying? He didn't, the Lord, he didn't just, this wasn't just, uh, let me just go show my son. No. He's fulfilling the scripture. He's fulfilling what he said. He said, this will identify who the king is, who the heir is, who my son is. This will identify him. He'll be coming riding on a coat. And they will be rejoicing and praising. Alright? So the events were already written and spoken about. It identifies the king and the heir. Jesus is making a triumphant entry into into Jerusalem. These people are clueless to what's going on. But the father is allowing the, the son who is king to be on public display. Public display. Only those with spiritual eyes and ears could understand the impact of what was happening on that day. Even the disciples who ate with him, who slept in the same area he slept, who spent time with him, did not recognize what was happening. Did not even recognize it. The disciples only understood after he was glorified. Because it says in John uh, verse 16, 12, 16. The Holy Spirit revealed... Let me just read it. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, that's when he was resurrected and ascended. Then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. It's after the Holy Spirit, when Jesus ascended, when he sent the Holy Spirit. Remember I said, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. And as Jesus said, he will bring to remembrance all the things I have said to you. Is afterwards the Holy Spirit give them the understanding of what was taking place at that moment. When they were praising, Hosanna, and praising, and he was riding on the coat. Then they got the understanding of what was written about him. At the time they did not understand what was happening. It's afterwards they got the understanding. So this that's going on is that. Only afterwards they got it. They probably could have said, how could we didn't see that? How come we didn't see that? Because what they were thinking, what they were thinking was totally different than what was happening. Jesus was the one walking in the light. But they were just following him. They didn't understand. They didn't have the understanding of walking in the light until after, after he ascended. Oh my God. So, so let's go to Acts chapter 1 verse 10. I'm going to, we're going to read that. The angels declared that Jesus will return. And it says, And why they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up. So what's happening here? Jesus is ascending. He's getting ready to leave. 
two men stood by them in white apparel. And verse 11. These two men are angels. And also, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This, this same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner, as you saw him go up to heaven. The same way he went up, in, in a similar way he's going to come back. In like manner. And I'm going to read Revelation uh, chapter 1, 7. It says, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. So you have the king, he made a public appearance, coming into Jerusalem. They did not understand what was going, but the Lord, but the Father allowed him to be publicly, put him on public display. So they crucified him. He ascended, and the angel said, he's gone up, but he'll come back in a similar manner. And what does it say in Revelation 1-7? Behold, he's coming with the clouds. He's not coming in secret. He's coming a big public display. He's coming. He's coming with the clouds. And every eye will see. He'll be coming in, the, he'll be coming in all of his glory. You see the way you saw him, see him go up? He's come back in similar, but he's coming back with big fanfare. And when the angels are coming with him, it's no palms. We're not talking palms and, no, and donkey. He's coming back on a horse. He's come back with the angel. He's coming back in a blaze of glory. And he said, hear what? Every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him. So the living and the dead will see him when he's coming back. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. So this, this Sunday, which we call Palm Sunday, is a celebration of our King. Messiah and the chosen Lamb of God. The one through whom many nations will become one in him. The display, the lamb, the king that was on display, is the one through whom many nations will, be, will become the people of God. This king that will return, Jesus, when he comes back, he will return as a glorified king and judge. He's not coming as a baby. He's not coming as a lowly shepherd. He's coming back as a king and judge. So when he's coming on public display... It's no Hosanna. It's none of that. The trumpet will sound, declaring the, 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 the entrance of the King of Glory. And many will mourn. They said the earth will mourn, but then there are those who will be happy. And he will return in all of his glory and his splendor. Not an earthly king or kingdom, but a heavenly, eternal king and spiritual kingdom. Glory to God. So he is coming back. But are we ready to celebrate when he returns? Everyone will see him. We will rejoice and be happy or we will mourn. Many will be crying. Many will be looking to hide. So what I want you to get out of this Palm Sunday is not about having a palm. That's just a reminder of what they were doing. But if you understand the Palm Sunday, they were blind. They, the, even the disciples were blind. They did not understand what was happening. But we, whom the end of the ages have come, these were written for our learning. It was written for our learning, so that we will not be caught unaware. So what does that have to do with anything? A lot. 
It has a lot to do with, with, with our life. How we live this life. How we live every day. Try and... It's not to be spooky or, or try to... You know, look for every tea leaf or look for every little thing. It's just to be aware of the times we are living in. Be aware of the times we are living in. Don't worry about what's going on in the government. Don't worry about this. Don't, don't lose sleep over this stuff. Please. Don't. Just be aware of the times we are living in. And let the Holy Spirit lead you. And guide you. So, Palm Sunday, what is this about? Knowing that our king is going to be making a grand entrance. He's coming back.